0: Keep building those brilliant businesses. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Brilliant Businesses podcast. My name is Nick Bryant, and I'm here today with Carl Robertson from HF Pest and Bird Control. Michael? Morning, Nick. How are you? Very well. Good to see you. Yes, good to see you too. Finally. Um, finally. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's great yeah, to be back in the studio, yeah. isn't it, and doing this. we after a long COVID layoff. Um, so, we've been doing a series of podcasts with Carl about um, um, bird control and bird control welfare. And um, we're going to talk today about how um, his other business complements. Um, the pest control business with the with the wildlife trail um, but maybe we could start back what, what's changed over the last um, however long for you Carl? Oh God what hasn't changed
1: yeah. it's been uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster so sort of see I think the last one I did was coming up to just after Christmas where we just got over our November lockdown which yes. we all thought yeah Christmas is coming Yeah. and then yeah we got the bad news with uh, the dreaded tier 4, tier um, four. which we were chucked into and um, so we've been shut pretty much we had a two-week gap which we were open yeah um, from 31st to october but yeah in the last 12 months since covid really hit the shores we've effectively only traded at the bird of prey center four months yeah right which is um, when we look back in it is like staggering and we've been lucky um i'm a very big supporter of the government and the way in which they've helped us and i know other people would have different opinions on that but they've been fantastic um What's changed in that realm, though, it's obviously took us back and worked out what really we want to hone our product and uh, what we really want to stress around. And the main thing is the concentration always comes back to showcasing animal welfare, animal education. And that really goes across both businesses, though. Mm. So we're using willows as more of a vessel to, to, to promote that and to use that to promote to schools, to children, really get them involved in not just birds of prey. We've really embraced that the uh, the, the trail is becoming a wildlife trail. Mm. Um we're engaging a couple of different people, um, using the power of B and I as well, which is great. Um to, to to have certain projects to bring that educational value of what's probably missing to like to the countryside and yeah. and things like that. So that's that's really where the focus for the trail's gone. We're okay. still doing the still aim is to still, still a, use the flying displays, the all that sort of stuff eventually. But, yeah, the the, the real focus is, is honing in on that education to animal welfare, how we can look after the animals around us and uh, what their impact of disappearing could be.
0: Yeah, right, right. We were talking earlier about um, how, how hard it is for the high street um, mm. and how more specialist businesses are going to survive, you know, um coming out of this, and I guess you could class yourself as one of those because it's a bit different. you know people come to the wildlife trail and
1: yeah hugely we we, we like to think we are different um you've got your your standard bird centers, which have stood for for for, y- for yonks, and long may they continue yeah um we want to bring a little bit different um the term that my father and I came up with years and years ago when we first started doing this was f- um or fudgetainment <laughs> or something along that line or yeah. edutainment edutainment yeah. i think was one yeah. and it was really we are enthralled the two of us with like the american style shows yeah, right. so if you go to disney world or you go to sea world which you know different opinions there i won't go too far down that yeah, road sure. um but yeah they 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 are like small west end shows in like a 20 minute thing so you learn a of a lot but they they do allow these animals to inhibit natural behaviors mm. which is great um, and we wanted to bring that to the uk and that's kind of what our style is so we're not the here's a here's a harris hawk and it's flying around we want to bring the audience into that yeah into that environment and really get them engaged and um, so they go away saying they were you know they've learned something but also they just had a good time um mm. And that's how I kind of base a lot of what we do around, you know. Because if I'm having a good time, then hopefully yeah. other people are having a- entertainment, good time. basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we are. I like to think we are different from your, 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 your the, our other competitors, which are obviously why people come to us. Mm. Um, it's incredible to see the bookings flying through the door. Excellent. Um, you know, it, it it was really, really humbling. The lo- literally we've been open since Monday and we've sold out every day. So Excellent. it's really humbling. Mm. Um putting it down to obviously people have been locked up for so long, <laughs> they just want to get out. But it, <laughs> it, it it's great that they chose us. Yeah, if you're not across those. Th- yeah. Um so yeah, long, long may that hopefully now continue. So it's
0: the route map out. Yeah. So when we spoke last time, you told us a bit about how you be, how you got into the business, and you know you, you you grew up with your father and him showing you how what all about. But how does one become a bird controller? You know what's what's what do you got to do? So this is the question we're
1: delving into um, massively across the two businesses in the background. So obviously we run the businesses, but um, the term legacy is probably uh, more renowned to what I'm what I, I'd like to achieve, um, and the legacy would be to have fully trained competent certificated bird controllers operating every single day right. not just within my company with within other companies as well and and we've had several meetings through lockdown with various larger companies that i work in partnership with and the training providers and that is the the route map to who that is is looking really really positive mm. so what i would like to see is two things one is the the the, the 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 route to us is someone who's got a keen interest in animals. So someone wakes up and goes, I've always wanted to work with animals. Now, pest control, bird control, nine times out of ten isn't someone's first choice in career. No. You know, we we get a lot of retired, you know, not retired, sorry, we get a lot of um trades yep. that wanna change. You yep. know, they're fed up with crawling under kitchen cabinets and all that sort of stuff, you know. So it's usually a second trade, which is probably why it's gone under the radar for so long. So keen interest in animals, that's the first question. Um, Then it comes down to, you know, are you doing it because you want to do a job or are you coming to us because you want to fly birds of prey as well? Once we distinguish that, we can obviously um, filter their training to that. Now the candidates we're really looking for is people that, you know, really love animals. Um, And they just want to fly birds. They love that sort of feel. Um, And they want to understand bird control and bird management and all those sorts of things that we do on a whole. Mm. And also it comes down to the pest management as well. And it's a, it's a weird concept. Um, And when we go through that interview process, it's, it's asking questions like, well, do you love animals? Mm. You know, and then, oh, you know. As A pest control, you, you know, if you, you think the perfect people is, oh, I want to kill that rat, I yeah. do this, and you'll do that, and that's not what we're looking for mm. because I'm actually looking for outside the box thinkers, okay? So that the killing is that last resort because yeah. not going to beat around the bush, pest and bird control. Sometimes we have to take those measures to obviously preserve that public health and safety, mm. but I would prefer to give that animal the best chance possible to, to, to be in its natural environment, yeah? Then obviously have to, to kill it because it's somewhere that's no one wants it to be yeah yeah so that, that that's a really important question and uh you know you can go you, you can take this anyway you know you don't want the serial killer type person sitting quietly in the corner do you know what I mean at school which you're worried about you know yeah. that's the type of person we're not looking for sure. what well, we're looking for someone who's enthusiastic um, and wants to work with animals yeah all the time and that's a really good solid basis mm. then we put them through a vigorous training routine usually it takes around about two weeks to get someone from you know you know someone who 's never held a bird yeah. to probably competent enough to go and operate out on a site, and within that process we train them within um, what 's called the Raptor awards. Now the Raptor Awards is a simple certification process it 's the only one out there at the moment, and that allows birds of prey um, to be handled in a safe and um, n- nurturing environment. Right. We teach them legislation we teach them um, you know basic animal care. Mm-hmm traveling what they need to worry about when they're out on the road um, if it's a boiling hot day don't leave the bird in the van yeah, it's right. those simple things that you have to educate through that process because otherwise sometimes people don't actually want to know mm. what's going on they just put, put their head in the sand and go right my day's over off i go we, mm. we're not looking for that mm. what makes it easier is obviously we can obviously house those guys birds at the center yeah um so we can take that little bit of oh my God, I'm going to get a bird in 14 days' time, I've got to look after it. We can take that pressure off someone and then allow them to to, to just concentrate on flying the bird and completing mm-hmm. their job, which obviously, when you've gone from nothing to having a bird of prey, mm-hmm. it can be a daunting process. Absolutely, yeah. So... Once the 14 days um, training process goes on, they would be a certified falconer or, sorry, bird controller. can't okay. use the word falconer. Falconer is in a different uh, terminology. Right. Bird control. And with the bird control, we would then allow them to start shadowing people on site and learning the ropes out on the road. And okay. then following that, they get various different training courses for in the industry. So um, they learn how to do proofing. They learn how to effectively control rodents. Um, They learn how to safely use pesticides, Mm. um, and all that training is ongoing. Um, Mm. And it usually probably would take someone from start to finish about six months to be a pest and bird controller Mm. with a little bit of experience. And then, even then, it's years and years and years of learning still um, because you're dealing with animal behaviour. So I've been doing it 15 years, and there's still things that I'm learning. And My father's been doing it over 30 years, and there's still things... That I'll ring him up and go, oh, I've never seen that before. And <laughs> that's weird behavior. Yeah. And it's those sorts of things. Um, and that's what makes it a really interesting industry. Every day's different, I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. It really bites you. And, mm. you know, you, you want to solve those problems. Mm. because, And if you have that great mindset of, right, how do we stop this from happening? Rather than,
0: right, let's just kill everything that moves. Yeah. Um, it, it, it can be quite rewarding. Yeah. So, And the different places that you go to, different sites you go to. Well, you're putting that aside, how far do you go?
1: So the bird control team yep. goes all the way up to Lincolnshire Yeah. and all the way down to Exeter. Wow. So, we, yeah, we've done a really nice um, spread of the south. Mm. Uh, anything outside of that, I've got very good working partnerships with various other companies. So if a customer wants to come through myself, I've, I can... Offer that service via third parties. right um, I try to stay away from the subcontracting side of things mm. to allow my self-delivery to concentrate on what we do. Mm. Um, but sometimes customers just, you know, they like us, they can deal with us, mm. they know that, you know, right, I want to make one phone call and mm. then you, we know you'll sort it. And that's mm. a really good selling point for us. But uh, yeah, and obviously that's vice versa. The companies that don't cover my area as heavily give me the work and it, it worked really really
0: nicely yeah, yeah. and then when you've got works. all these people yeah. out on the road or out in the different in the hotels or in the in the um the football stadiums or down by the you know, by the by the harbor with yeah. all the boats with all the seagulls it all comes down back to the, the the wildlife trail that's where the base is and everything gets fed out from there absolutely you know, it, 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 it was there
1: it was one of those um and it was part of the reason. You know, I've got it massively bold behind the scenes because for many, many years, it would be, um, and my dad would back this up, actually, was Willows was against HF. It was two businesses. Yeah. And I, I I never understood why we had, you know, in my eyes, I love pest control, I love bird control. Don't get me wrong. I love flying birds of prey. But the visitor attraction was seven days a week yeah, and right. it was this and it was that and it was a long old slog and we'd, when we started it we'd, we'd just done a really long slog getting the bird control up and running so mm. we were, in my eyes like why are we diverting our money into a project that i could never really see coming coming to the forefront and obviously i trust my dad and that's where we are now and yeah. uh, i'm glad we did and i'm glad we followed his vision mm. right the way through because without willows. The future of the bird control is very limited. Absolutely, yeah. With willows in the background and and what willows can offer and what willows does bird control nation, you know, the 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 world's your your oyster kind Mm. of thing now because the expansion and possibilities and Mm. excitement it generates and things Mm. like that. It's great because you can replicate that anywhere now, and that's that's what I uh, I really feel is a is a nurturing point. Mm. right now it's so kind of on the level mm. um, like oh that's exciting to, yeah. to revisit in a couple of years maybe yeah. and that sort of stuff but yeah everything flows through Willows now mm. it's where the office is based it's where the birds live the staff look after the birds the birds go out outside perform fantastically well now mm. um, and what, w- it, what it generates is exactly like I said that technician mm. only has to worry about doing his job yeah 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 because the you birds know. have got home <laughs> yeah he, he, you know he hasn't got to worry um, if he wants to go away for the weekend, mm. he can do that because the birds looked after. If he wants to go on holiday, the birds looked after. And that's also um, relative to the guys who have their own birds mm. because we provide that, um, I guess, holiday hotel for them yeah. for their own birds. Mm. So we have those spaces available. Birds come on a little holiday with us. They've got 24-7 care. They're fed daily. And they're, they're looked after mainly mm. by people that understand. And a big sticking point with most people, and, they, they, and the most falconers could probably back me up on this, most falconers don't have holidays, or their holidays involve their birds. Yeah, right. Because yeah, it's yeah. their passion. But mm. sometimes it's nice to get away, but course, yeah. you're leaving your bird in an environment which, say, maybe you're, you've got a family member that lives close by or a really good friend or something like that. Yeah. But all they're doing is turning up and throwing chicks mm. or food mm. into, that, in, in, into their aviaries. Which, you oh. know, you can come back from a holiday and you've got someone who's looked after your bird that doesn't understand anything. You then need to go back to work on the Monday, for example, or just to fly your bird. Mm. And it's actually carrying in a corner because something's wrong with it and the person who's looked after it has n- no idea what he's looking for or mm. those sorts of signs. So it really benefits that they've got that support network as well mm. um, to allow them to have a normal employment as it were and that's really important because a lot of bird bird prey enthusiasts are not normal people you know it it it, it comes with the territory we're very strange you know you go out in muddy fields and (laughs) crash through bushes and stuff like that so to a normal person I guess it would be looking strange but having that release Mm. that you can just get away from it for a couple of weeks and have that mindset that my bird's going to be okay. Mm. It's a real
0: big mm. um, impact. It's a really clever business model, actually. I can mm. see how it really... When you talk about it more and more, um, I can see how, how obvious it is. And, and I think the best businesses are obvious. Um, um, and I think going back to the beginning of what we were talking about, which is the welfare of the birds, um, if... They've got a nice environment in their home, you know. Not like when their owners go on holiday and they're in the corner, like you say. They're going to perform better as well and do a better job for you, which, which of course, you know, creates more revenue and absolutely. Everyone's happy. And that's it, you know. And
1: we've done this process now, and that's really what's adapted over the twelve months. We've really changed the way in which we bring staff in, yeah. And we really have honed in on what those staff can achieve, mm-hmm. and it's really benefited us backwards which is the same thing so creating that culture between the two businesses has actually created this fantastic harmony yeah and which has allowed us to thrive in a period where uh, you know I you know I can safely say I'm lucky it's only just gone up Mm. you know and um, I'm excited to see where the next 12 months would take us because hopefully we're gonna be open full-time that's we've never had that opportunity Mm. In, the, in, in the period and yeah it, the, the, that possibility is now endless this That's is great. great it's really great.
0: exciting can we talk a little bit about pricing is that we haven't spoken yeah I mean, are we, are we yeah, I mean obviously it,
1: it, I, I'm not going to give out too much because no, sure. Sure. <laughs> um, you know it's it's really um, it's probably bespoke depending on the thing. yeah what what I try to stay away from is what really gets me you know stuff that I, the way in which I do business I learn from the people that supply me work yeah, and I take out the negative that I moan about them mm. in the work way that I deliver to, direct to customers. And the biggest thing is, I will never sell a site without looking at it. Yeah, purely because I, a, you can't take what people are saying until you see it. Until right? you see it, yeah, yeah. you know, there's things that yes, you can get a video or a photo, but without you physically looking at a site. And I had a gentleman last night; has got a house in Notting Hill. Sent me a lovely video. It's a really bad problem, relatively looks easy. Mm. But unless you look at site, you don't get to notice okay. the tiny little bits and bobs mm. that could cause you problems. Mm. And that's the thing. You want to deliver everything possibility to the customer. And yeah, the, and, and then, then I base my, my, my price on that. And okay. I, I'm, we're, not, we're not expensive. Mm. We're not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel we give the right value. For the service that we offer, and mm. and, that, and that is bespoke to each and every site, and okay. I always ask people, can I have a look at sites? So even if someone else sells it and it's all agreed, I still ask just mm. to say, um, right, this is what we can do and this is what we can't do. And within my business journey, it's I've now come to terms with that's where my my destiny lies as an operations. Mm. Everything flows through me, mm. and then obviously at some point the sales will come through the operations yeah. and it's various different people have told me over time it's actually the operations is so much more important than sales yeah because the sales will tell you everything you want but the operations will tell you actually actually this is what you're going to get yeah right and i think that's really key when you're dealing with larger projects and larger businesses mm. um salesman will get me through the door but i'll actually be able to tell the, the customer yeah i can do that but it's going to
0: be this way and yeah. not this way it's important not to not to over or under promise isn't it it's well exactly
1: important. that and that's what you know working with different companies really really you know d- it d- and uh, and they do really f- you know I mean, this is not a dig at anyone this is just saying you know i do it day in day out so my knowledge is i've come across this problem whereas yeah. normal surveyors pest surveyors or anything like that, don't come across these problems mm-hmm. they don't because it's because they're they not n- they're not flying birds of prey in different areas and mm-hmm. They've not tried stupid things and look Mm. back at it and go, Jesus Christ, why did I do that? (laughs) And, uh, you know, we can do the best environment for the staff to be happy, Mm. which is, again, it's that's the main thing. So once I've seen a site, I can say, this is a flyable site. This is not a flyable site. You know, I went and looked at a um, site in North London on um, Tuesday Mm. and turned up on site, walked around, relatively easy site, then we look over the road, and there's a guy who's got his own personal chicken coop. Oh, and it's really? a big chicken coop, oh, and pigeons flying in and out of it. So <laughs> it's just noticing those little things that you may not notice, first of all, but it's making sure that you, know, you we can give the staff the best ability to keep the birds safe at all times. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Carl, that's brilliant, mate. Thank you so much for sharing all your, all your words of wisdom with us. No, we we'll really uh, enjoy it. And um, uh, yeah, I think it's cool what you're doing with, the, with looking after the birds and making sure that works, is it? a good business model and the way you've mm. got it all set up is great so if if anyone wants any um, advice about pest control or anything they need car service all his details would be um, on the bottom of this podcast and on the bottom of this youtube video um car's businesses are heavily on social media so please follow him on mm. on hf pest Burn control and willows yeah willows uh,
1: um our own youtube channel um run by my sister it will start now that we've got visitors and stuff like that. That'll start coming through. Fantastic. A lot more educational stuff on that. So,
0: yeah, it'd be great to get some 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 subscribers on there. Some subscribers on that. Yeah, and of course, if you like what we're doing, subscribe to us. And we'll see you again for another podcast soon. So good to see you, Carl. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Cheers, mate. Bye.